I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everyone? It's the interns, Luke and Jack, with Dogman. This is our second try at recording this. So we're going to be even more now then. Yeah, round two, bell, bing. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Brief summary of the banter notes from the first one. Jack's grinding out some tech sales this week, which will bring him closer to Husky football because the week will go fast. I'm coming back up for the game. We're both excited to watch Husky football this weekend in person. How about that? Let's go, Munger. Absolutely, dude. All right, let's get into it. Boise State, 10-win team last year. Mountain West champs. Uh, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball, coached by a familiar face, Bush Hamden, new offensive coordinator at Boise State. Um, he obviously is a Boise State alum, coached under Chris Peterson in a variety of titles, including offensive coordinator. Um, and this offense is highlighted, I would say, or at least has a lot of star power at quarterback and Talon Green. Yeah, no, they're going to be a lot better on offense this year. They were inconsistent at times last year, but, you know, I think that was kind of due to the quarterback position, you know, earlier on and then finally getting settled in with Taylor Green. Um, I, they averaged 29 points a game last year. I think they'll do much better this year offensively by a couple points, even with the new clock rule. Uh, but, yeah, like you mentioned, Taylor Green, that's the man to note. He's the headliner for this Boise State offense, and he looks like a headliner too. He's 6'7". He looks like a forward running down the basketball court he's just long athletic and he can be used in a variety of ways on offense you know i guess kind of dialing diving into him a little bit more as a player as well luke you know what do you notice about taylor taylin uh you know why and what makes him i guess you know one of those headlining quarterbacks yeah i think like you mentioned he's very dynamic one thing that stands out is just his size 6'6 220 not only is he fast, but he's also very big and tough to bring down. He improved as a passer as the year went on as well. I think that he'll be able to hurt teams in a variety of ways. Um, one is just, I think that they'll call his number a lot, design runs. He's also able to extend or scramble to extend plays, fight off tackles in the backfield, things like that. Um, so he was a freshman All-American quarterback last year, I think second team, um, but like a true up-and-coming star here in college football. Jack, is there anything I missed about Mr. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we covered his legs, you know, with his arm a little bit too. He was a 60% completion guy last year. Uh, So I would say, you know, his arm isn't necessarily the strength of this team, and I think we'll dive into that a little bit more once we get into the wide receivers as well. But, you know, he's obviously extremely dynamic with his legs, and he is a home run, big play threat for sure. You know, I think you just treat him as – another rusher. He was third in on the team last year as a rusher, which I think kind of takes us to the running backs too. You can do a lot with him in those two running backs as well. George Halani um, is the guy who's the headliner within the backfield. And then following him up is uh, Ashton Genty. 
And yeah. he's another guy who they use heavily. You know, those two and Taylor Green is definitely a formidable, you know, running group. And I mean, Luke, too, if, if I had to ask you, how would you stop them if you're Washington? You know, you're Chuck Morrell and William Inge. Yeah. What are you doing to try and game plan for those three individuals? Yeah, you know, it's tough. I mean, I think uh, a lot of it. I don't know if this is necessarily game plan as much as it is just like a focal point is winning on early downs, right? I, I think this is an offense that will try to create second and like second and third and shorts and manageable situations like that with their ability to run the ball. Um, so just, you know, like knowing your assignments on the defensive side of the ball, like good gap discipline, things like that. I think, It'll be big for guys like MJ Ale, Tulilu Tuli Nasim Noah to step up and really firm up that defensive line. And then when the Huskies get opportunities to bring Taylor Green down, they're just going to have to do it, right? Like that's a focal point, I think, for the Huskies going into this year. They had great pass rush last year, but struggled to finish sometimes. So those, I think, are really kind of the keys there. Jack, anything else? Yeah, I think the front seven's most definitely the key here, and specifically, like you said, between those two defensive tackles, Ale and Nasanoa. Um, they really got to play hard in between the tackles because I think if you're able to, you know, those read options are going to be real dangerous, I think, when they pull those out. When if you, So if you're able to clog up that middle and always have that kind of preserved, that's going to free up a lot of space for the linebackers, and it's going to help them track down the ball a little bit more uh, as well just because they're not going to want to test the middle and such. But kind of like you said, I think defensively this is one of those teams that is super it, – it's crucial to put them in passing downs because of what the running backs can do to you. They can get chunk yards a lot. So if you're able to limit and stop those chunk yards, I think you're in a good space. Absolutely progressing along so we've mentioned their running attack their passing offense improved as Talon got some more experience under his belt what can you tell me about this receiving core at Boise State yeah the receiving core is definitely an interesting one and and you know our, through our first take I think we one thing we <laughs> we kind of you know stopped and alluded to quite heavily was um the receptions of Eric McAllister you know you go look down um, you know, their statistics last year, if, you know, you're going to take a dive in, you know, Eric McAllister is one of those guys who jumps off the page to you because of what he did. And it's, he had 11 receptions for four touchdowns, which is ridiculous to say the least. And with that as well, he averaged about 24 yards per reception. So he's one of those guys who can definitely yeah. earn you at any moment. You know, he's, I guess he's a home run hitter. I'm trying to think of the receiver that Washington had a couple years ago. We mentioned Puka Nakua having like similar. He's not that guy. He's who was the deep threat that Washington had. Um, he didn't play much at all. Oh, Jordan Chin. Jordan Chin. That's kind of who I think of. It's like every catch, <laughs> like whenever he caught a ball, it was like 30 plus yards. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of Eric McAllister. Um, but when you look at the other, you know, receivers that they have, there's just not a lot of. Uh, I guess a deep sample size, you know, and such. Yeah. They got targeted a decent amount, but, you know, nobody had over four or nobody had over 25 receptions last year. And that was Riley Smith, who isn't back. So right now they bring back Latrell Caples and Stefan Cobbs at flanking Eric McAllister. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like, all right, you know, they don't have a ton there right now. So they really have to shore that up. Because if they get in third and long situations, I think it's going to be a lot tougher for them to lean on those inexperienced receivers. Yeah. One thing to mention, not to 
not to make a live correction here, but R- Riley Smith, I believe, is returning at tight end. Oh, he is. Oh, so yeah. he, he, so he's, he's tight end. He's not in the receiving core per se, but he is a pass catching option. Well, that um, was pretty bad by me. No, dude, it's not bad at all. Um, I will say, like you said, I mean, the one thing that I think j- jumps out about this group, not doubting the talent here, but there was n- uh, no receiver had a 100 yard game last year. Right. So I think it'll just be interesting to see, like, if the Huskies can force. Boise State into third and longs or situations where they need to move the ball through the air, like they might have to figure out in real time who their go-to person is, uh, which I think is a tough situation to do on the road against a top 10 team. Um, Great. Also, just a shout out, Boise State's offensive line, uh, Cade Beresford, Woodenville product is one of the starting tackles. Um, It sounds like they'll be without one of their offensive lineman who was a freshman All-American selection at center last year. Uh, So they'll be down that guy, but they have some returning bodies. I think it'll just be interesting to see, you know, I I think it'll be a cool matchup to see Beresford versus the likes of Braylon Trice and Zion Tupola Fatui. Additionally, Ulamu Ale and Tulu Tuli Nasanoa against some of their interior options. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Now, we'll move along to the defensive side of the ball this is a place where Boise State has been very solid the last couple of years, top 15 nationally in scoring defense the last couple of seasons, four for less than 20 points a game last year, kind of fighting fire with fire. Um, Jack, what are your thoughts initially on this Bronco D? Yeah, um, this is a group that is pretty inexperienced. I They either bring back five or six starters, but I guess that's you know a similar number in sense. They don't bring back a ton. And a lot of that inexperience is in the secondary. Uh, and when you – when you think of that matchup, not ideal for the Broncos having to, you know, get gain, you know, gain some experience in your first game, uh, starting with some guys against a receiving core of Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk. So yep. Washington is definitely going to look to exploit that. You know, it, it can be one of those anxiety things, especially as a DB, where 
not saying that I ever played DB, but you know, the confidence. <laughs> you play DB on the intramural fields. Yeah. Yeah. I played DB on the, I tore some people up over there, but, um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just, it's, I don't think that's something that is great uh, for them in a sense, but, but, but what they do bring back is their leading tackler. And um, what was it in DJ Shram? He's a linebacker. I think that's definitely a great get for them to have back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having a little bit of exper- inexperience, especially on the interior front as well, um, is definitely a little bit worrisome. You know, specifically Washington's. I, I, I'm, I'm a believer in the Washington offensive line this year. I think it's going to pick mm-hmm. up kind of right where it left off. And then also just you know going up against the, I, the talent gap. It's not like it's anything to hide. They're a great team. No disrespect to them at all. But the talent gap between a Mountain West team. Uh, in a probably top top tier Pac-12 team is definitely there. So you know they really have to try and sure that up along the defensive defensive line, which I think will t- be tough. And I think those are the two holes, Luke. I don't know if there's anything you saw, but I think they have some inex- they got some great experience back, but their inexperience I think is in some of the wrong places. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. They have a on the, along the defensive front, they have a couple returning guys, but a couple new faces as well. Starting at nose tackle, I just need a shout out. If nothing else for the name alone, Herbert Gums is their nose tackle, and that is a sweet name. Sounds like he's a that solid. Sounds like, that sounds like like your grandpa that's on the porch, like grinding the Mariners on the radio. Or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> Herbert Gums. So yeah, he was solid against the run, but he'll be flanked by a defensive tackle like uh, three tech in either it looks like Braxton Felly or Michael Callahan. Um, one of them is a true sophomore. Michael Callahan is a 60-year senior. Between the two of them, they've combined for one start. So relatively new action there. I think that'll be interesting to see and potentially an opportunity for Washington's newer starting front in the interior uh, to, I don't know, try and get some push on the line. Yeah. Uh, they have a new edge in Ahmed Hassanine. He, was, he got three and a half sacks last year as a reserve, so he'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Dimitri Washington is the other edge. He's a sixth-year senior. He was tied for the team lead in four and a half sacks last year. I think one thing that's interesting, Boise State um, last year, they kind of were a pass rush by committee team. Like they were solid in their sacks numbers overall, but their team lead was four and a half. And I'm wondering how that'll, I guess, kind of, stack up against Roger Rosengarten in Troy Fautanu, right? Yeah. Like similar to this receiver room, I think they have a lot of depth and some solid pieces, but not having that one like absolute Liatu Latu like terror that gave Washington a really hard time last year, right? And somebody that like you know is going to get home. I, I wonder if Washington then will be able to neutralize that. In the secondary, it's interesting, like you said, losing a couple of pieces there. Um they have I think a name to keep an eye on is a new starter. Uh, his name is Seyi uh, Aladipo, not to be confused with Victor Aladipo. But anyway, <laughs> um, he uh, he was PFF really liked him as a coverage guy last year, but now he'll get more exposure. He's on the smaller side. I think him versus Jalen McMillan in the slot will be interesting to see. Yeah, a Markel Reed corner who missed like he started last year the opening game. He's a protected play. starter, but yeah, it didn't make it through, right? Yes. Yep. So I think that'll be interesting to see. It's always, I think, fascinating to see how people bounce back from injury. And that'll be a tall first game back. You know what I mean? Like, hey, welcome back for injury. Go guard Roma Dunze for me. You know, so I think that'll be interesting. So they have some new starters, but people that either got some solid exposure last year 
or were projected to be starters last year. So I think in a way it'll still be strength on strength. And I just think it'll be fascinating to see Washington's passing game against how good Boise state was against the pass last year, 15 interceptions, um, really fighting fire with fire. Um, I think kind of play devil's advocate against Boise's pass defense last year. They had great statistics, but when you look at their, when you look at their, you know, I guess schedule last year, I mean, who was their toughest task for a pass defense? Was it UTEP or BYU maybe, you know? Yeah. Perhaps, but they were Jake Hanner free, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of like, you know, they haven't really tr- been tested truly. They are great last year. And Av- Andy Avalos is a heck of a defensive coach, too. He's, I think he'll have his guys ready, but it's just they have not seen anything close to this um, in what they'll see. Certainly. Know, and yeah, I think to your point, and then to correct myself, Jake Hainer played it in the conference championship against Boise State but missed their first game. Um, but, I mean, like you said, I think that Boise State's – secondary will be a good unit this year. But I think when you talk about Washington's passing game, you're talking about like an indisputable top three passing game in the entire country. Right. So like, that's the thing that's not to discredit Boise state. No, no, but I do think, I mean, I talked about it with you and this is maybe just going into how we look at the game in general. But when I think about, like, I think Boise state is a great team. I think that they'll likely win the mountain West again. Um, but I think the Washington Huskies can score close to 40 on just about anybody. Yeah. Um, and as a fan, like, I think it's natural to feel nerves as this comes on, but I've started to like, as I think about this game, I'm starting to think if the Washington Huskies are the top 10 billing that they are receiving right now. And if this passing offense is as special as it was last year, I think the Huskies will be very, very difficult to beat at home. Yeah, no, certainly. I agree with that completely. And I think, too, with the defense that Boise State brings, definitely really important for them. Uh, I think third downs is really key for them. Washington, you know, they like to take some shots down the field. They like to be aggressive at times. But Washington is very, very good on third downs, so they really have to work on getting Washington off the field on those third downs, trying putting – putting them in as much third and long situations as possible. You know, you wonder with Washington how what they're going to do with the running back room as well now that Cam Davis is out. You know, they love Dylan Johnson, um, and he's probably going to be their lead guy, but it looks like it's going to be a little bit more by committee, especially that first team, just to kind of get your footing. So Boise State really has to take advantage of that. Um, And and not only, you know, between the tackles and front seven, but, you know, their secondary as well if they're able to get them in third and long situations. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, I think – as will be the case with a lot of teams, I would assume that Boise State is going to say, like, going to basically deliver this message to the Washington Huskies. Like, you can throw it short to intermediate all game long, and then let's get into the red zone, and let's see if you can score with some new running backs. (laughs) Like, I think – so that will be really interesting to see um, if the Huskies are able to find ways to punch it in keep the sticks moving on in short yardage, all of those sorts of things. So moving along here to wrap up our final two segments, a couple of fan favorites here. I don't know if I can actually call them fan favorites, but we'll start with we'll like five or six. Yeah. We got a couple of good fan favorites. Yeah, five. exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, we'll start with the bet to bark. Remember this is like the pick to click that the Mariners broadcast team does bet to bark for the dogs. Uh, 
I don't know if you're feeling ambitious. It's the first game, one on each side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. We're doing one on each side of the ball, Luke, and we're sticking with that. Yeah, let's do it. Go this ahead. All right, I'm going to go first, then you nail two out, and then I'll bring I'll, I'll bring okay, Snake draft. All right, yeah, snake. we're going to snake draft this, and we can't yeah. choose the same player. How about that? Sounds good. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be ambitious here. Um and start with my offensive guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna draft Denzel Boston with my 101. Wow. Uh, and, and you know this is this is my thing kind of. When I look at a bet to bark, I look at somebody who's gonna do something more than they're projected to do. I know what Odunzi, I know what McMillan, and I know what Polk are gonna yeah. bring. I think when you get in those second units, you know they're definitely not gonna try and put too much wear on Odunzi's tires. Uh, and these first game, they're gonna put they're gonna put Denzel Boston in him. And they're going to go directly to him immediately. I think he scores a Husky touchdown um, in this game, and I think he has a couple other monster grabs that make you go, "Who's that number twelve guy?" I think I think he starts flashing flashing some glove, and Washington fans are going to start asking themselves, you know, who's the, you know, he's going to be a household name. I think coming up. Love that. I will go to the defensive side of the ball for my first pick. Somebody already mentioned on this podcast and kind of alluded to being a bet to bark. I'm going to go with MJ Ale. Um, defensive lineman Ulamu Ale. Uh, he is someone that, uh, like, I think got his feet wet last year along the defensive line. He's dropped a lot of weight. I think he'll be on the field more. Uh, and when I say he's dropped a lot of weight, he's still like 6'6, 320. So, <laughs> really physically overwhelming presence. And I don't know that it's going to show up necessarily in the stat sheet, but I think if Washington is going to be able to limit George Huani, Ashton Genty, and Talon Green, I think a lot of it will be because, like, after the ball is snapped, all of a sudden, MJLA has pushed a couple guys two yards deep into the backfield, and there's nowhere to go. So that is my defensive bet to bark. On the offensive side, gosh, you know, this is a tough one. This is – I maybe I'm going to go offense and special teams because, like you said, on offense, I mean, you can't be like, oh, Michael Penix is my bet to bark. You know what I mean? It's like, of course, Michael Penix – uh, is going to put up numbers. I might go with another reserve receiver and throw Jeremy Bernard out there. I'm excited to see him as a kick returner, though. So that's what I think I'm most excited about. I think uh, Denzel Boston will maybe get some more turns on the off, like actually in getting snaps. I think it's gonna be. I think it'll be very. I think it's gonna be very similar in, in game snaps. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. It seems like the offense. I mean, it feels like coaches are high on both of them, but it feels like Washington has been lacking like a really since John Ross, like a true game breaker as a returner. And I'm excited to, I, I feel like the reports and the buzz about Jeremy Bernard as a returner have been very positive and I wouldn't mind seeing, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not calling a house call here, but like, I don't know, a return to like the 35 or 40 would be awesome. Yes. I think so too. Just getting a little bit momentum on special teams. Yeah. Um, would be super sick. Um, I think something, you know, my bet to bark on the defensive side, I'm going to go with Edifuan Ulafoscio. Um, <laughs> He'll be tasked this week with really, I think, staying staying in line with Taylor Green, knowing where he's at at all times. And, you know, he missed some time last year. I think he's really anxious and excited to get back on Husky football. Uh, and he looks like a completely different guy if he didn't already. He looks like a true NFL linebacker right now. And I think he has a really strong uh, 2023 debut. And, you know, I think he's going to make some big plays that help Washington get off the field. Uh, I really like Eddie, and I think he. I think this is going to be a big game for him. Yeah, I think that's a great call. So those are our bets to bark. Jack has Denzel Boston and Eddie Lafoscio. Luke has 
Jeremy Bernard, and MJ Alle. So now we will move to our confidence interval. Uh, Jack, I'll start with you. Scale of one to ten, what's your confidence? Yeah, um, this is coming from a Husky fan perspective, by the way. Yeah, I would. Um, you know, I was kind of teetering between two numbers, but I'll take a little bit of bias out of it, just because you know I, I think I give yeah. myself about a point five Husky biasm, yeah, you know, with whatnot. Yeah. And so I'm going to say seven and a half. I think. I think this is what I think. I think that Washington will win. I think it's just more about how much because I think Boise State can hang tough for sure. And if they hang tough, that scares me a little bit. But um, I just don't see them keeping up offensively with Washington. Nick, you're asking, which is great because, you know, defensively it's like, all right, you know, we got to stop, worry about that, you know, worry about get stops the last couple of years in, under Chris Peterson and Jimmy Lake. But with Kalen DeVore, it's kind of like, all right, do you trust this team to match your offensive production? Because I don't trust Boise State to keep up offensively with Washington going down the field and putting up points. Yeah. So that's kind of what I think. I definitely think that's why I'm a little bit more confident, I guess. Some people might think that this is a classic upset game or whatnot. And while I certainly think that there's a Big Game Boomer there. really wants it to be an upset. <laughs> Boomer is preaching the upset right now. He is putting out <laughs> unbelievable propaganda about this game this week. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think that Washington, I just don't know. I just don't see how they hang with four quarters. You know, I think they can hang around and, you know, be, be a shadow to Washington, but it's kind of like, I see Washington pulling away, even if it's a close game. Um, you know, there's definitely parts that scare me, especially with Taylor green, you know, those are the quarterbacks yeah. Washington struggled with last year. So I think you, if you really contain him, I just don't know everything, if everything flows through him, I just don't know how everything. I just don't see how um, Boise State wins if that doesn't happen. Yeah. I think the shot, just not super likely. Certainly. All right. So I'll preface this by saying I think, again, I think Boise State's a really good team. I think that they'll win the Mountain West. I think Washington Huskies are a great team. I think that they have three potential first-team All-American candidates in Roma Dunze, Michael Penix, and Braylon Trice. And I just feel like – Four in there too with – I'm just I'm just excited. I, I, Fautanu, I you can just keep naming. yeah, that's true. Troy Fautanu, um, like so. All that to say, I mean, I just think that the Huskies, especially on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know that there are many teams that can slow them down very much. So I'm going to Jack. I know you took away your 0.5 bias meter. I'm going to keep mine in and just go. I'm just going to say eight, <laughs> like. <laughs> I, that's not to say that it's going to be or anything like that, but I just think, again, like I think I mentioned it earlier in this podcast, but Washington Huskies are a preseason top 10 team. I think that the program believes that they're that good. I think a lot of their fans do as well. So if the Huskies are that good, they should win this game. <laughs> I, think, I think that's part of it too, kind of like you said at the end, the program believes they're a top 10 team. And it's like when you believe that and you come off a big momentum surge like yeah. you did at the end of last year with some big wins, Texas, Oregon, Washington State, Oregon State. Yeah. And you're and you're kind of holding in that energy for what, five, six, five, six months? Yeah. Then, you know, that's when things – you get really itchy and you want to play. And I think Washington wants to come out here and hit people hard in the mouth. And I think fans know that. Players know that. The coaches know that. And I think that's why Washington's going to win overall. Um, I guess we can save our score predictions – um, yeah, you got to read them. Yeah, you got to read those. You can't hear those. Yeah, cool. So I think Chris said this will be posted Friday. So hopefully this will 
like be something that can take 25, 30 minutes of your time when you're like, holy cow, what am I going to do for the next 24 hours before the dogs kick? I don't even know what to say. So uh, we're excited. Best way to scratch the itch is dogman.com, pre-post, in-game coverage, all of that. So Jack, why don't you leave them with the final two words here? How about how about I'll, get, I'll, I'll throw in a sound effect too? Go dogs! Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 